Welcome to the Pain of Scale, the Notion Podcast. Welcome back to the Notion Podcast. Hi, Stephen, how are you? I'm good, Paul. Thank you. If you remember, guys, we had an earlier series of podcasts. Stephen was actually in one of those, but I wanted to have a chance to reintroduce yourself to our public. Tell us, who are you, Stephen? So I run the venture platform for Notion, which at its simplest is how do we help the companies we invest in individually and as a whole fulfill their potential? I said Notion and not Notion Capital. I think for those who might have not seen it, I'm sure pretty much everyone who's listening has seen it, Notion went into a little bit of a revamp in terms of branding. Can you let us know a little bit about that as well? Yeah, you know, we we went through an exercise that a lot of our companies do, which is to, to really kind of strip everything back to the fundamental purpose. You know, why are we doing what we do? And um, it became very obvious to us that, what we believed, what was important, and what we offered was so much more than just money. And so we wanted to make that intent clear right from the beginning that it isn't just about the capital. It's about the knowledge. It's about the network. It's about the resources. It's about the what you know and the who you know. But more importantly, it's all about the attitude. We really want to support our portfolio companies in, in terms of fulfilling their potential. and. We feel that that journey that they go on is an extraordinarily challenging one. And and many organizations across Europe fail to live up to the potential that they could otherwise have had. And and so our our raison d'etre is to create the conditions for extraordinary success for for our portfolio. And that's why we felt actually the, the word capital kind of got in the way of that. This is also why I love working with you guys, because although what you're saying seems to be new, it was always the case. You were always working with extraordinary European founders and companies, investing in them and, and trying to find the, the revolutionary ideas. So, so basically now you are, and that's why you were hired, I guess, also at Notion, you are putting these into words, into action. And this is also why we're doing this new series of podcasts. Can you tell us a little bit more what's the idea behind this new series? What are we going to do together? Because you'll be with me on all these episodes for the foreseeable future. Yeah, you know, one of the real joys about the kind of work that we get to do, first of all, the extraordinary people we get to invest in, and therefore the extraordinary people I get to work with, is that while they're all different, they have a lot in common. And those commonalities allow us to to do something really important, which is actually it doesn't start with helping, it starts with learning. And it says, what do we actually learn from the interactions we have with our portfolio companies as they start and as they grow and as they scale? And I had this kind of weird kind of brain that, that likes to create a kind of a framework within which I can operate and help but also more importantly to learn. And so I started thinking about this probably about 18 months ago that says, you know, we need to put a little bit more structure around the way we think about how we help our portfolio companies go through the startup, grow up and scale up phase. And so this is the end of the beginning. That's the right way of saying it, isn't it? And so it's been quite a long time coming. But also, I needed to go through probably a couple of years of working with our portfolio to, to at least have the confidence to put something out there. 
and we'll use this framework to learn. And I've witnessed this because we've been working together since you've actually started a notion and I've seen your uh, philosophy and this thinking being built around this and now having an actual framework and we'll go because we will follow in these episodes in these series of the this new podcast we'll be following a bit of the framework so first you mentioned startup grow up scale up so why is it important these are these three phases i mean we know that in the startup world they are important but how do they fit in your idea of a, a framework well, because this lens if you like of startup grow up scale up is is about a state of mind you know, I, I don't want to be overly philosophical because I, I don't, I don't really have those kind of, those kind of chops. But I, it's about how do you think about the period of life that you're going through as a, as an organisation, and the startup phase. I think about it from the perspective of, can I prove that I'm solving a problem that's worth solving, and. It's a tough thing to do, but it's really important to do that before you go to the next stage. And the next stage of grow up that says, okay, I think I've proven that this is a problem worth solving. Can I now prove that it's worth solving at scale and that I can solve that problem in a repeatable, predictable, and increasingly productive manner? And so that's then the grow up phase. And then the scale-up phase is about operational excellence. You know, how quickly and capital efficiently can I grow this business with increasing degrees of complexity? So those three stages are quite distinct philosophically. That journey from zero to 200 million revenue might take 10 years. There are different stages in each. The philosophy of each of them is, is really important and quite distinct. We've both been in startups, so we've seen the reality. I think it's important to say that this is not, and I think we share that philosophy, these three stages are not a playbook. It's not like something that is written. So we know that it's a, a journey and that these stages are not fully, completely you know, separated from each other, that suddenly you, you realize that you're not in a startup stage anymore, but in a grow-up stage. There's really three stages that we can infer from looking from the outside in at all the companies. Yeah, that, uh, <clears throat> you know, and with. you know as well as I that the very best entrepreneurs either of us have worked with have a, have a healthy disregard for the rules. And, and I think <laughs> that's really important. There is, this isn't a playbook, and there is no such thing as a step-by-step -step guide to building you know, a really big, enduring technology company. But a framework and a set of heuristics allows us to have kind of a, a you know, if you like, a, a point of reference. So we can challenge ourselves in terms of the stage that we're going through. We can have some, some recommendations that we can choose to ignore. But more importantly, going back to the beginning, is it allows me to learn. Because I'm then by putting that out there and saying, look, this is the process we're going through. I learn from the founders who say, yeah, you might say that. But actually, I'm going to do this instead and, and prove me completely wrong. And I, I'm, I'm really up for that. The other word I'm, I'm going to pick out of what you just mentioned is this word 10 years. So do these three stages, startup, grow up, scale up, fit into a 10-year scale? And why? Well, we can be overly simplistic about it and say that that's the length of our funds. But, but the reality is because of the nature of technology and, and innovation that happens so fast is that without rapid commercialization, your incredible idea will be lost. I mean, I, we talk a lot about building category-leading companies. You only become a category-leading company if you dominate the category. And you only do that if you get really big, really fast. And I think 
in Europe too often, either the companies that we start don't get big enough fast enough or they settle too soon. And if you don't get big enough fast enough, you are just going to become obsolete and become replaced. And so I think it's just the very nature of technology businesses that they need to execute very, very quickly because otherwise they will become commoditized or or obsolete or replaced. And then if I achieve scale, then I get the values and the synergies. If I achieve scale, I get to attract the best employees. If I achieve scale, I get to get rid of the tech debt that I've got in my platform and reinvent and go again and again and again. So scale is absolutely critical. You know, and, and largely, this is how innovation ecosystems are built. It is through the, the recycling of extraordinary success, large-scale, enduring enterprise technology companies. And that's really why we believe it's absolutely critical that we understand the discipline of building very big businesses very fast that endure and create those kind of thriving ecosystems. These are the three stages. But what we're going to do, and that's further as your framework, we're going to look at these three stages in this framework through 10 themes within. Can you elaborate? As I was talking about earlier on, you know, the companies we work with, the 35 businesses, they're, they're all very different. And, and what's going to make them extraordinarily successful is going, to be, is going to be unique to them and to the business problem they're solving. But they do have common challenges. And we've been talking about this a lot over the last couple of years in terms of really distilling those kind of fundamental challenges that we see and came up with kind of 10 key key themes. The first all is the most obvious. It's about leadership. You know, it's about the, the leadership team having clarity in terms of their ability to create and communicate the, the mission and the vision. And alongside that clarity of thinking, the ability to make really good decisions and build high-performing leadership organization, leadership teams. The second is about people and how you go through the exercise of startup, grow up and scale up, building a high-performing organization. These are people businesses, notwithstanding the fact that they're all developing technology solutions. They all stand on the shoulders of the extraordinary people they bring into the business underneath. The third is about strategy, so short, medium, and long-term thinking, Um, and that's a really important discipline for for any of us to be able to operate in the here and now, but to be able to also structure our programs and projects to be able to support the business in the long-term. Category thinking is number four. Every business we invest in has the desire and ambition to be a category-leading company, the Google of their space, if you like. And those category leaders consume the vast majority of customers and value, up to three quarters of the value typically for the for the dominant player. And because they're inherently scalable technology businesses, with scale comes economies, comes network effects, they tend to be very, very dominant. So category thinking is is critical. Growth, of course, highly scalable, repeatable predictable customer acquisition, conversion, and success. Product, not just thinking about product from the capabilities and the problems it solves, but also about the ability of product to be aligned to your go-to-market strategy and to support your customer acquisition process. 
Number seven is economic thinking. So really taking the Warren Buffett kind of philosophy, you need to build an economic moat around your business and strength of economic thinking underneath a recurring revenue business is critical. Eight is data. So using intelligence and data right the way across my organization to to make better decisions. The ninth thing they need to be really good at, such a clear theme, is never raise out, run out of money and become world-class at raising increasing amount of money at eye-watering valuations. And the last is about playing the long game. So thinking right from the beginning about long-term value creation and avoiding, therefore, long-value uh, erosion and putting in place the groundwork from day one for future liquidity events. So those are the 10 themes. There are so many things that we could talk about, but we just felt those were the 10 most important that we want to really double down on. The fundamentals of uh, SaaS scale-up, as you call them, I'm going to repeat them, leadership, people, strategy, category, growth, product, economics, data, fundraising, and playing the long game. Talking about long game, we'll have guests. So each guest We'll be talking about one of these themes and in the framework of startup, grow up, scale up, we'll probably sometimes address the three, sometimes focus on one. Stephen will be introducing each episode by repeating why we're focusing on one of the themes here. So there will be always a repeat, but I believe it was important for you all to discover <laughs> the, the mind of you, Stephen. You know, the <laughs> I want to sit in on those podcasts isn't to, to answer the questions or ask the questions, it's actually to learn because you know we're, we've got some really extraordinary people that we're lining up for this who are best in the world at these topics so it's just a it's a great opportunity for for me to learn and and, and hopefully that's of benefit to our portfolio and the wider ecosystem as well so thank you Stephen. i think we're, we're gonna stop here all you guys will have the opportunity to listen to us every two weeks you are already subscribed if you're listening or if you're not please subscribe on apple podcast used to be called itunes or overcast or soundcloud stitcher all your usual apps and services to listen to podcasts and uh, i'm really looking forward to do this with you Stephen. yeah i'm looking forward to it a lot as well thank you paul thank you very much bye-bye guys